0: Well, this, uh, this last year and a bit has been a long slog on uh, doing church online and the end is in sight just a few more weeks now until we can meet in person and as lockdown eases and as we get ready to gather again, we want to prepare ourselves, we want to be ready for all that God has for us when we can meet in that way that was so normal and it's going to take learning what normal is again. But we want to press in and we want to learn and be inspired by the stories that uh, we read in Acts from the early church. Acts uh, is written by Luke. It's the sequel to the Gospel of Luke, if you like. Luke's Gospel is all about Jesus' life and ministry on earth. And then Acts is what happened when Jesus then ascended and his body, the church, was birthed. And so we're going to be looking at that and being inspired, looking at those stories of the lives of the early Christians, how they, as Emma said, met with Jesus and then have changed the world. And that is our calling too. We are to be Jesus-centered and then to be Jesus-sent. The last series we looked at up until, we were working through up until Easter, was working through Mark's Gospel account of Jesus' life. And it was very much actually Peter, one of Jesus' followers, his recounts of the events that he witnessed firsthand. And uh, Mark then jotted it down for him. Well, today we're going to be looking at what happened to this man Peter when Jesus moved on and ascended into heaven. And it's very much the story of restoration. And it's a wonderful story for us. It's a story of fear turning into boldness and it's the work of the holy spirit so today we are looking at Acts two verses one to 41 it's the story of pentecost it's the birth of the church as we know it and i am so excited to be just reading this and exploring it together so i'm actually going to read the 41 verses in their entirety because it does us good to hear scripture So I hope you're ready. Let your hearts be stirred afresh this morning. Let God speak to you as you hear his word that is living and active. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene." visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, Death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with your joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on earth that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of it both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you, and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Wow, what an incredible launch of the church what an incredible moment in history that changed everything and we are still living in the good of that today just consider Peter for a moment this man Peter following his baptism in the Holy Spirit he was the one who denied Jesus who had a real wobble and was restored and became the rock which Jesus said he was going to be he he spoke with boldness and power we backtrack into peter's story you might remember well he was one of the disciples he was a close friend of jesus and yet in the moment of jesus real need when he was arrested and put on trial every single one of the disciples including peter ran away and in fact peter denied him he said three times i do not know you i do not know this jesus he was stood round a fire it says outside where the trial was going on. And a servant girl said, you are one of Jesus' disciples. You are one of his followers. And he said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. In fact, his denial is not only recorded just in one gospel, but in all four of the gospels. I mean, how's that for shame? How's that for putting it out there? It's like it's listed on every possible social media going. There it is declared loudly for all history that we still read today. Peter denied Jesus. And yet it's this Peter that encounters the Holy Spirit and is transformed. When did we last hear from Peter before these events of Pentecost? Well, we get different moments in the Gospels recorded in John's Gospel we have the beautiful encounter that Jesus has after his resurrection on the beach, walking along with Peter, and he welcomes him back, he restores him. But in Mark's Gospel, and if you remember, that was the one that was very much Peter's retelling of events, we don't hear anything of Peter at all after his denial. He gets a brief mention from one of the angels uh, at the tomb on the resurrection morning, talking to the women who, the angel says, go and tell the disciples and Peter that Jesus is going ahead of you. But that's the only reference we get. And in Luke's gospel, remember, Acts is the sequel to Luke. Peter, we do hear he runs to the tomb to see the empty tomb. And presumably he's, a, he's part of the group of disciples that Jesus appears to in the, in the locked room and then at his ascension, although he's not mentioned. So we don't care a lot about Peter, really, in the rest of the Gospels following his denial. In Acts itself, chapter one, we do see Peter appearing, and he is speaking and he's teaching and he's leading. But then this event in Acts two happens, Pentecost. and boom, What a transformation. Just contrast for a moment, that moment of the denial. And by the fire to a servant girl to now where he is speaking in response to the questions being asked. What's the difference? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has completely transformed Peter in a moment. I know for me, when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, that was certainly my story. I was at uh, at university. I'd grown up in the church. Um, I was in my first year, first term of university, and I was really questioning whether God answers prayer. I didn't doubt that God existed. I was just really questioning, does God answer prayer? And I remember a friend of mine at the church I was part of praying for me, and and the Holy Spirit came on me in a really powerful, dramatic way, um, which for me was really helpful because I've got a scientific brain and I like to analyze things. So it was in a very dramatic way that I could never deny, and I vividly remember it now, quite a few years later. But it wasn't just in that moment. It was what then happened afterwards. Because I stood up after encountering the Holy Spirit for that first time, being baptized and filled. And my doubting that God answers prayer had left me in a moment. I had an incredible sense of God's love for me and a real boldness to declare god's goodness in fact what happened was i was living in my halls of residence and before that i had been quite hesitant in talking to the, the people down the corridor that i was getting to know talking to them about jesus and about uh, church but literally within minutes of encountering the holy spirit i was going up and down the corridor talking to whoever i could see saying that i just met with god and he was great and That, for me, was a little Pentecost moment, like the one we've just read in Acts 2. Now, the Holy Spirit encounters and meets us in different ways, but the point is, when he does, things happen. He brings a sense of love and courage and boldness and equipping, and he gives us gifts, as we will see. So Peter was empowered and anointed and equipped, and he stood up. We read in verse 14, But Peter stood up with the eleven. He raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. Peter then goes on to quote two different Old Testament prophecies, lengthy passages explaining what God has done. And he challenges those who are listening. He doesn't hold back. I don't know whether you picked it up when we, when I read the passage uh, a few minutes ago. But he says, fellow Israelites, this man was handed over to, God, uh, by, to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, you can almost see him pointing the fingers. You, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. And he goes on in verse 36. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Wow. What boldness. What courage. This was the man that couldn't even speak to the servant girl about knowing Jesus. You know, a few weeks earlier, he's encountered the Holy Spirit and he is risking his life now by saying, you're the ones who killed Jesus. And the Holy Spirit loves to do that in us too. He loves to equip us and embolden us. And there was clearly an anointing on what was said as well. You know, we read that response. The, the people replied, what do we need to do? And Peter explained, and it says that, Jesus, uh, that God added to their number that day. 3,000 people became Christians that day. They went from 120 in that room, to three thousand one hundred and twenty, logistical nightmare, I'm sure, but incredible. It changed the world's future and our history. It began the church, and it set it alight with God's passion. You know, we can by by looking at what happened with Peter, this incredible restoration and transformation. It gives us hope because whatever our failings. However much we've been lukewarm or cold towards God, the moment we turn, we can be restored, we can be transformed. And he will equip us and anoint us to do way beyond what we could ask or imagine. You know, you keep reading through Acts, and I hope you will as we go through this series together. Just keep looking out for what God does in and through Peter. The one that Jesus said, you are the rock in which I will build the church on which it will be which it We see that outworking through Acts. It's worth noting that Peter had a choice. The Holy Spirit came on him, yes, and empowered him, but he still had the choice of what to do. He could have chosen for the easy life, to be comfortable, just to say, stay sat down, not rock the boat, or to stand up and to step into all that God was calling him into. We have that choice today. We can choose to keep life just simple and easy, not rock the boat, or we can choose to respond with the empowering of the Holy Spirit and to change the world because that's what God's called and the great news about this event in Pentecost is that it wasn't just for Peter and it isn't just for Peter. It's for all. It says 120 it says these people were gathered together and all, it says in verse four, all were filled with the Holy Spirit and they all started speaking in tongues. You know, the the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on them led to gifts. We hear tongues basically means speaking in other languages. Peter refers to prophecy. As we look through the book of Acts and into the letters, we see there's all sorts of different gifts that the Holy Spirit gives, but it also led to fruit like love for God and boldness and that desire to worship him, and that is for all. It's the promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit. That's what he talks about. He says the promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus referred to it in both Luke and the beginning of Acts before he ascended. He said, wait, and that promise of the Holy Spirit will come. And Peter picks up on that idea, and he says, it's for all of you. It's the promise. You know, God has used the coronavirus crisis to strip away our confidence in the flesh. He has stripped everything away apart from his word and the Holy Spirit, so that when we gather as a church, we can be focused on the promise the promise for all, sons and daughters, young and old, everyone, not just a few select people, but we're all able to receive this Holy Spirit, to receive those gifts and see the fruit at work in our lives. Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promise. Is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all who the Lord Lord our God will call. If we repent and be baptised, God will forgive us and fill us with the Holy Spirit. That's the promise. Now, I think it's worth noting that there's a degree of frustration. We don't see as much of God working in our lives as we want to. But it's also good to embrace that and embrace the truth that God gives the Spirit without limit, as it says in John 3.34. We can be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I know many of you listening and watching will have already met the Holy Spirit and will have read the truth. but you can receive him today. You can do it. And we're going to have a moment just to receive the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5, 13 talks about being filled with the Spirit, and it's the idea of keep being filled. It's not just a one-off thing. So even if you have been baptized, and I said I was baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was a student, which is quite a few years ago now, but there have been subsequent times that God has filled me. And actually there's an expectation in the Bible that that will be an ongoing, repeating thing. You know, just like you keep watering plants so they keep alive, God wants to keep filling us. Church, we want to build and go deeper with God. We don't just want to regather in person in the next few weeks. I want us to pursue more of the Holy Spirit and more of the gifts that he has for us. So prepare yourself. Let's delight in coming together to worship our King. Let's eagerly desire the spiritual gifts church was launched with Christians encountering the Holy Spirit and they're not keeping the experience of the Holy Spirit and its gifts to themselves into the four walls of the church, but allowing it to spill out to those around them. The 120 became 3,120, which multiplied and multiplied and multiplied right on down to today. As I said, we're living in the good of that because they allowed it, the outworking of what God was doing, to go beyond the four walls. And as we gather, we don't want to just gather and encounter the Holy Spirit for us so that we can then go. These people with the Holy Spirit's empowering became world changers. God's people are still changing the world today. That is the call for you and me too. KCC, we want to be Jesus-centered and Jesus-centered. We want to experience God's presence, know His presence to be community. And to be the hope of the world, to do that, we need the Holy Spirit's empowering. So we're going to take a few moments now where we're just going to pause and have a moment to receive afresh. It's an opportunity for you to say, Holy Spirit, come. If you've never encountered the Holy Spirit before, it's not a big, scary thing. He knows how exactly how you're wise. He will come and meet you in a way that you will understand and you will grasp and he will bring fresh sense of love and hope and belonging. That's what he does. He comes to bring counsel and to uh, expand biblical truth to you. If you've been filled with the Spirit before, you can have a moment now just to receive afresh. And for some of us, we're in real need of soaking right now. It's draining, it's exhausting doing life. In the current circumstances, now we've got um, a coriander plant on our kitchen windowsill, and it very quickly starts to droop, and the leaves tri- shrivel up unless we water it. And sometimes we have to sit it in a bowl of water and let it really soak. And as it does, you can see the leaves uncurling and the stems standing back up again. And I just feel God wants to come and do that for some of us, right? Now. Holy Spirit comes and he knows what you do. So we're going to take a few moments. I'm going to ask Robin just to, to play quietly. And we're going to pause and be still and receive the Holy Spirit. Because he loves to come and he loves to come and fill us. us, to empower us, to anoint us and equip us. And I believe church as we... As we look forward to gathering together, he's going to be getting us ready. He's laden with gifts. We might even see some of them spill out right now in the next few minutes together. So let's just be still before our God. I thank you for your promise that you will fill your followers to overflowing with your Holy Spirit if they ask you. I am asking you right now I truly believe that this is the promise that you have given me. Not just one promise among many, but the one that encompasses them all. I therefore claim that promise now through the blood of Jesus. shed Please empower me to live a Holy Spirit filled life for you every day.